Hey guys, welcome to Stories from 96. It's your host, Toto Balade. I know I've been gone for so long. I've been dealing with adulting. I've been dealing with life. I've been dealing with work. I've just been really busy and, you know, I had some time today and I was like, I've had some stuff in my mind I really want to get off my chest and I just want to talk about it now. So the title of the episode is very straightforward, dealing with depression and anxiety. You know, I'm a Nigerian, I'm a Christian, so there's just so much about this topic that I think I want to talk about. I feel like on Twitter, we hear about it a lot. Mental health, mental health, mental health. Check up on your friends, especially your strong friends. Be like, you know, self-care and love yourself. But like, what does it really mean? Like, I just want to go through a deep dive. And as usual, I want to talk about my experiences with this. Because what I felt is there's a negative stigma around this. Whether from the Christian community, the black community, or the African community. And in essence, people like to deny that this stuff exists. But it's real. It happens. Like, it's not only when the celebrity dies that we talk about depression. It's like some people are anxious on a day-to-day basis. Like, these things really do happen, and I just want to break it down. So, the first thing that I want to balance and talk about is actually what is depression. Because I think it would be good to just break these things down before I go into it so we can have, like, scientific background on it. So, the American Psychiatric Organization describes depression as a common and serious medical illness that negatively affects how you feel the way you think, and how you act. So, that's just how depression is in a nutshell. So, what exactly are like the symptoms? Feeling sad and having a depressed mood. Loss of interest or, or pleasure in activities once enjoyed. Changes in appetite, weight loss or gain unrelated to dieting. Trouble sleeping or sleeping too much. Loss of energy or increased fatigue. Feeling worthless or guilty. Difficult thinking, concentrating, or making decisions, thoughts of death or suicide. So, like, that's just the best way to, like, you know, break down depression. And then going into anxiety, what is anxiety? So, again, did some just a quick Google search on this. So, an anxiety disorder, like, is a is a kind of mental health diagnosis that leads to excessive nervousness, fear, apprehension, or worry. These disorders alter how a person processes processes emotions and behave, also causing physical symptoms. Mild anxiety can be vague and unsettling, while severe anxiety may seriously affect the day-to-day living. And it says anxiety disorders affect 40 million people in the United States. It's the most common group of mental illness in the country. However, only 36.9% of people with an anxiety disorder receive treatment. So that's just something really very, very interesting to know. So what are the symptoms of anxiety? You know, restlessness and feeling of being on edge, uncontrollable feelings of worry, increased irritability, concentration difficulties, sleep difficulties, such as problems in falling asleep or staying asleep. And there are different types of um, like anxiety. There's generalized anxiety disorder. There is panic disorder. There's like a specific phobia. And there's a specific phobia. And there's social anxiety disorder or social phobia. So there's also a couple more bullets just what I wanted to highlight. And then 
as I said, I think this is important because it affects a lot more people than we honestly know. It could be affecting your friend, it could be affecting your family, it could be affecting one of your coworkers, and I think it's something that is key to know that even if you are suffering from this or even if you are dealing with this with dealing with these kinds of thoughts that you can find help. That there are multiple that many people have been in the situation you were in before and they've been able to come out of it. So you should have faith and know that no matter how difficult your situation is that you can honestly find a treatment you can find help you can be relieved so with so going back to myself so why do i think this is important and how did this stuff start with me so i think for me like the anxiety and the depression like first started hitting me in the ninth grade I don't know. I think things are just changing. Life is just moving pretty fast. And I was in boarding school, you know, surrounded by people who were all still trying to, you know, find their identity, you know, and obviously it's high school. High school is very brutal. And I just remember that I used to sleep a lot. I didn't used to talk to a lot of people. I just used to stay in my own bubble and my own space. And I realized as I'm growing up that that's extremely unhealthy. Like, you know, you can't be living with 12 people in a room and not be having conversations with them. You can't distance yourself from the people you've known for two years or even something that I know longer just because you're feeling some type of way. Like there are times and moments in which this stuff does come and like I'm overwhelmed for a bit and then it stops or I just be able to snap out of it. But there are times it's gone on for days, weeks. And I think it's very important to know that the situation needs to be checked out if you do have some of the symptoms or you know somebody some of the symptoms. Because the worst thing that can happen is, you know, having or meeting somebody who may be having these symptoms and the person ends up committing suicide or dies. And I think it's important to know that reaching out to people or checking on people can honestly make a very big difference. There have been days when I've been at my lowest of my lows and I've just had a friend hit me up and just like say, oh, I've missed you. I just had to have a conversation with you and it really lights me. Like, you know, it really makes my day. So I think to me, I think the, my depression has always like been, I think it is impartially tied to school. I don't know, when I was younger, I used to have like my identity with school because I was really intelligent. Like I wasn't popular back then and didn't really, wasn't a good public speaker as I am now. And I wasn't really that confident. So as long as I had good grades, I felt like I was on top of the world. And I went to a school in the UK and I was there for a couple of months and I wasn't doing well you know, um, academically, and that just started to affect me personally. Like, I wasn't, I stopped sleeping, I wasn't sleeping properly, I wasn't eating properly. They actually had to take me to the hospital, and then I ended up, like, getting on antidepressants. It was just, like, a whole thing of, oh, my gosh, this is a lot. I know, and during that period of time, you know, I thought life was over. I was, like, 16. Like, you know, I thought life was over. I was like, what's going to happen now? If I fail this exam, if I fail this quiz, you know, this is going to define me for the rest of my life. Um, am I, you know, and I used to compare myself to my brother and sister back then. My brother and sister went to the school, you know, they did well. Why am I not the one who is now in a school and I'm not even able to, like, do the bare minimum? And you know how parents would be and then parents, you know, parents, they try to understand and, they, you know, they try. But, you know, people who haven't really lived, my parents didn't live outside of the country and didn't have, didn't have their support groups. So I don't really feel like they understood what I was going through. And yeah, and while I was struggling, you know, some of my friends tried to reach out to me and I pushed them away. And I think this is when I really started to realize the value of true friends because your true friends will be there for you and be able to open up to you, be there for you and they would 
help you and give you the ability to become comfortable enough to open up because i've realized when you start to talk about your problems talk about your fears talk about the things that are overwhelming you it just becomes easier sometimes it's just like you know a trick of the mind sometimes it's just everything is stuffed up in there and you're a bit overwhelmed but when you just have to speak to somebody that's something that's really key and you know and i think depression is obviously something i've seen be linked to lots of other stuff you know it links to overeating and obesity and how people just eat with comfort food even me some days when i'm stressed i eat you know you just get your ben and jerry's and you eat your ice cream or you just buy junk food and you get that relief but doing that constantly is really bad lots of people do it with alcohol you know lots of people drink and there's some guys who are wasted every single weekend and you got a question when you're going over the edge and you get to that point in which you're doing like this person is clearly this is not well this is not right then i think you should speak to the person because there's some people who are you know mild alcoholics and people never like to say that in college but they really are and it's just because they are stressed or they are struggling and also people also do it with you know, with like the opposite sex girls or guys depending on what your preference is people like you know they go and they enter into relationships as a means of you know helping out just having somebody to talk to having somebody to be there and the truth about it is you are responsible for your happiness you're responsible for your mental health you're responsible for your own well-being so i don't think you can push that kind of behavior on or push that expectation onto somebody else granted obviously your significant other can help you out can't be there for you can be a guiding hand but he or she but you can't believe or expect that oh if i date somebody i will become happy like speaking from experience dating somebody was only to happiness like you can be single and be a lot happier with somebody despite how the person looks or despite what people think about that person so that's just something key like i remember in my freshman year i was sitting in the library it was a stressful time i think it was midterm season and there was a girl in the library she was just typing on her computer and the girl just stopped and she just broke down she just started crying and like I was just like I was just in awe because I couldn't even realize that somebody was having that kind of a hard time and I realized with a lot of college students that are honestly on the edge. I remember the first time I had a paper during college I had to call my friend because like I was actually having like a panic attack and I called him and I asked him please can you like you know comfort me and also he was a Christian so he prayed for me and then I just took a break didn't do anything for the night and the next day went back to the paper I got the work and I got a good grade but during that period of time in which I was you know being anxious during that period of time in which I thought the whole world was going to end I needed somebody to lean on and I think that's the first thing I'll tell people you know find somebody to lean on now i'm moving on to like the biases and stigma i think there are a lot of people who do not believe that the things that happen in their childhood in regards to their family in regards to their friends can live a lasting impact like one thing that i found really interesting especially the whole r kelly debate is people who have been abused as children end up abusing other people as adults like people who have had things said to them as children i know some things that have been said to me which i carried on as a weight on my back for a very long period of time and i think the issue is people don't like to accept that this is a problem like how what i always say is if you go to a doctor for a broken leg regardless of whether you're a christian you believe in god or soon or so on and so forth if you go to a doctor for a broken leg then why would you not go to a doctor or somebody else for your mind like what i find very interesting is you know people will go to church they'll pray they'll talk to people in small groups they'll talk to people their pastors one-on-one but then you can do that with professionals and there are people who are christians who do actually live who do actually work in these fields <coughs> like you can have a christian doctor 
you can have a Christian doctor, you can have a Christian accountant, of course you can have a Christian therapist as well. And yeah, even talking about therapy for a bit, I think people have this notion that it's only the crazy people or the most messed up people or the, the most like extremely wild people that go to therapy, but that's not it. I mean, granted, there are different levels and there are different types of therapy, but I do think, especially for black men, I think it's very key to actually go to therapy. I think you can actually like university of maryland has free counseling sessions you just go in it's all anonymous you just meet with the person and you talk and i think the first the first time i had that experience i actually was crying because i just realized there was just so much i just felt so pressured i felt so overwhelmed and it was good to talk about it and like i think there's this thing of shame people are ashamed to say oh i'm depressed people are ashamed to say oh i'm anxious but no I think if your friends really love you, they'll love you regardless of what kind of situation you are in. Granted, you know, it is difficult once granted, like, you know, don't try to make somebody's life hell. But if your friend or your person does care and love you, then they will be able to sit down with you in the situation because other people have done the same for me. Like every single person in this life has problems. Like I know for a lot of people, finances is a big thing, even though people don't talk about it. Like I, I love reading graduation, you know, graduation, people's graduation posts because they start to talk about the things that have happened in their life. One of my friend's graduation posts recently said he was homeless. How would I have known he was homeless for a period of time? Like it's actually pretty ridiculous. So I think it's very key for us to, you know, be able to talk about these things. This life is not just about what we post on social media or giving the law that everything is fine. Everybody has problems. Even the rich people have problems. Like, I don't really... I'm not saying this in like... Because I know people say this in a horrible way. I'm not saying this would be disrespectful. But, you know, somebody like Robin Williams, who had an amazing career, who had a lot of money, who was just this marvelous person, who always made people laugh, committed suicide. And I think when you sit down from that perspective and see that it can affect so many people, it just, it just kind of, you know, hurts me to see other people in horrible situations or see other people feeling some type of way and i'm not there that's why i always try to laugh i always try to make people comfortable and i'm always there for my friends because honestly and truly my friends are always there for me so moving back to the second part is um when it comes down to christianity like how does depression and anxiety come like how does that work in the christian community and i think it follows a similar trend as the black community it's not something that you really talk about it's like i believe in spiritual attacks you know i believe in the weapons of our warfare and O'Connor and so on and so forth however i do believe that this kind of situation where somebody's there depressed or anxious shouldn't be pushed away like i'm a firm believer in prayer but then you know i'm also a firm believer in action you know the bible says faith without works is dead and i believe works in an essence does come down to actually going to maybe see somebody talk to somebody or speak to somebody that can help you out through your situation like i also have this issue with people disregarding other people's problems like somebody would say oh well i had that situation before i was in that problem before and i sorted it out so don't worry it's not going to be an issue but no when you were in that situation other people were there to comfort you other people were there to support you other people were there to make sure that you were able to get through the get through whatever was ailing you so i think there needs to be that kind of thing i've realized you know in all the times in which i've been stressed 
I always talk to the people in my campus fellowship in BCF. In all the times in which I've been anxious, I always talk to my friends in BCF. Like I have other friends I speak to, but you know, I also like to be encouraged by the word of God and I also like to hear it. I also like to, you know, get inner you know, comfort. But I've also had the issues in which, you know, trying to speak to people about all this stuff, it means like I have a lack of faith. But it isn't a lack of faith. You know, sometimes you can be overwhelmed, sometimes your faith can be tested and it's other people that should encourage you, you know, iron sharpens iron. So, I do believe it's important in the Christian community to talk about this stuff. Alright, so, um, I want to talk about, like, what do you actually do when you have depressive and anxious thoughts? Like, what do you honestly do in those kind of situations? So, speaking from my experience, I will talk about the stuff I've done, whether it's with depression or anxiety, because sometimes they happen simultaneously, or the remedies are just hand in hand and I just think it's easier to lump them together. So the first thing I said was therapy. I mean, as I said, the negative stigma needs to be broken. It's not an issue. People go for counseling with their pastors. People go for one-on-one discussions with people. I think it'll be very key for people to have a therapist who can help them set goals, who can have a discussion with them and who also doesn't know them and has an objective and professional view. Like the first time I went to therapy was in University of Maryland College Park because at the time a friend of mine told me to go to therapy and I was hesitant at first. Like it really took me a couple of weeks before I went but I was just consistently nagged and I was like, you know, I might as well just do it. So um, the first session I already talked about it and I don't really want to go into depth because, you know, as much as I have a podcast, I still want to keep certain aspects of my life private but it was really helpful. Like I went for the course of a semester. I talked about all the random stuff from my family to dating to just my expectations and goals in life and it was really helpful i even ended up going to like a group seminar workshop just to like um speak to other people about this stuff and to speak and to have like different kinds of meetings just on the same issue because i think to me realizing i wasn't alone in this was what made me really happy and I also got like this um, meditation app. I don't believe in meditation like that, but it was a crystal meditation app, Abide. And it was just really helpful because I think this was the fir- um, first semester of um, senior year. In General Assembly, I wanted to do so many things and I just felt overwhelmed. And I just thought this was the best thing to do and I don't, and I don't regret it. I feel I wish I had done it earlier. I wish I had had the opportunity to speak to other people earlier. Another reason why I'm even coming out to say this thing is a good friend of mine, Shadi Ayinde, actually talked about this herself. I was like, if this girl who is so smart, so put together, you know, has a good job, so on and so forth, is going to therapy and taking care of her mental health, why shouldn't I be doing the same? Why should I pretend like I have no problems and then, you know, do something stupid at the end or like reach a breaking point and then fall no uh, you know i'm going to be proactive about this stuff and i'm going to take these things head on and that time i went to therapy was you know after i actually graduated from the university of maryland college park i was just like blown like this adult in life the first couple of months hit me like i had like serious credit card debt and then i was tired all the time and i had to do so much work it was just so weird you know interacting with people who were older than me like having to make sure I was representing myself and my family really well. And I was the only, bl- I'm the only black person in my office. So it was just the whole thing. And I went to therapy and just had like lots of discussions about so many things. And it was really key and it was really helpful. And I think it's good. I mean, I'm not saying go every week. You can go every two weeks or go as the case is needed. But I think it's very important that you do that. And there's also like apps now in which you can like meet a licensed therapist or you can do it like 
via facetime or something like that so i just think it's something if you haven't tried it you should look into it like it's helped my life it's giving me peace of mind you know i still pray i still go to church i still talk to my friends but having an added benefit or having something else that can help me during these difficult situations is has been key and i suggest it for whoever is listening to this podcast today another thing i would like to recommend is planning out your day and to like manage stress so i'm like a serial planner i love to plan things out like i usually you can get a planner and a book but i usually use my phone because i always have my phone to get the notifications so i put notifications for work or what i want to do when i'm shopping when i want to go shopping or just the random things that i need to get done and it just makes life easier because sometimes as i said it's just all in your head but when you lay it down flat on like a time a schedule or a schedule it makes things easier and i noticed if you do things at a similar time every week it actually does become easier like i know it's like 30 days to build a habit or something like that when i was in college especially when it came to studying i used to study at select times because it made my life my life a whole lot easier to be able to do that and i used to like you know forecast i look at whatever assignments i have due I'll put certain chunks in my day to do those assignments. So even though I'm not currently working on it, whether I'm chilling, I won't be as stressed. Because before, I'll just be stressed thinking, how does assignment do? Where am I relaxing? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? But then I realize when you actually plan it out and you have an effective plan, you have less reason to stress. Another thing is exercise and diet. So I, I mean, I haven't been doing this as much lately because, you know, adults in life it's an excuse but oh well this is the excuse i'm using for today but exercise and diet is really key coming down to exercise i used to run oh yeah i try to now but i used to run three to four days a week and i used to run maybe two miles in those time in that period of time and i think running just really used to help me so much because there were some nights i couldn't sleep and i'll just go on a run and i'll just be so de-stressed and i'll just take a nice shower and i would knock out like there were days in which i was anxious i'll just go on a run just feel so much better and just lift up my mood you know you are sweaty you have like you just feel really positive knowing that you've accomplished something today and coming down to diet you know as i said i like junk food myself very too much of it i feel sick but that kind of when you eat a lot of junk food i just feel like i just feel like garbage i just feel disgusting i just feel like and i think you know if you, how I used to do before, anytime I ate junk food, I would run. I wish I had that same mentality now, but I do think you know you should cut down on like and try to eat better and try to eat healthier. I meal prep a lot now. I have an air fryer. I don't really fry things in oil. I air fry it. It's, I really recommend you guys get that air fryer. So I just think that's something you should do. Another thing is social media. So I think limiting the amount of time you spend on social media, at least who you follow on social media, is key. Because, you know, I remember there was a comment to Cardi B, and Cardi B was like, somebody replied to Cardi B talking about, you know, I'm depressed, I can't be doing all this stuff. And Cardi B was like, you know, get off social media. I love Cardi B. I don't listen to her music, but I love her personality. And some of her videos are really, really funny. Her Instagram videos are really funny. But, like, you know, get off social media go on a run you know go on a walk meet up with friends there was this day that i was just feeling overwhelmed and i was just at home and a friend of mine was like go visit a friend and i drove to my friend toby's place and we just like watch a, um, a soccer match together and it was just really nice you know get out of my room and you know get get and meet somebody that i really care about so i think that's very interesting that's very important another thing is finding somebody 
to trust and confide in it doesn't have to be multiple people i have like maybe two three people i really tell like everything to like maybe two or three just find those people and i like, just like be able to open your heart out and talk to them and my friends don't judge me you know don't find people who are judgmental don't find people who obviously gossip who gossip a lot you know my friends don't judge me so i talk to them about all this stuff and i just feel so much better and then they reinforce me by telling them about their own experiences there was so much stuff i felt was so weird i was like is it only me who does this stuff or what the heck is going on and i spoke to my friend about it and he was like oh yeah i was in a similar situation as you and i just felt so much better because i felt like i wasn't alone in that situation same thing you know just getting out of the house and being social sometimes you treat yourself you know i mean even if you're stressed even if you have credit card debt if you don't have that much money you know sometimes go to a nice place to eat you know get a nice meal get the ambience and the setting and then you know go back to your life like you know it's not everyday eating domi even me who has indomie everyday eating domi or even when i was broke in college i used to eat beans and egg you know not every day do that you know once in a while just try to treat yourself and just go out and do something nice and another thing is just don't be too hard on yourself. Like I remember thinking in my therapy sessions that, you know, most of the pressure came from either my family or some other things. And I realized a lot of pressure came from myself. Like I had very high expectations and there's nothing wrong with having high expectations, but don't try to push yourself. Like I remember th- setting this deadline for myself that, oh, by February, I must have a job. And if I don't have a job by February, then everything I have failed. I remember the February deadline was coming up and I spoke to my academic advisor. She was like, totally chill. Like really relax. Like, you know, you don't have to have it all together by this uh, time. And just as long as you are doing what needs to be done, you are working hard, you are, you know, applying to what you need to apply to and you're doing what needs to be done, don't stress yourself. Because at the end of the day, you stressing yourself won't change things. You set in a deadline of, yeah, you're not in control of the person you apply f- to a job. Like, if I apply for a job, you're not in control of when they get back to you, when they set an interview date, or if they want you. They are in control of that. So, all you can do is do your part, interview, apply, and then see what happens from there. And, you know, as I said, Bible believing Christian, I have faith, you know, trusting Lord in all your hearts and lean not on your own understanding. And I think I just have those days in which you just have to not be too hard on yourself and just, you know, have faith. And coming down to prayer, prayer, I think, is just a really big key. It's like my own kind of self-therapy. Just pray about a lot of stuff. I mean, me being an international student and just a lot of other stuff, I have problems hitting me left and right. Some days I'm just like, oh my gosh, what is this? I'm just like, Jesus, things you bring me to this country. Why am I always struggling? But, you know, I think prayer is very, very key. And, you know, prayer actually builds your faith when you see that your prayers have been answered and i've realized that your prayers are not always answered in the way you want them to be answered but they will be answered like talking about my internship i wanted to go to jp morgan i wanted to work as a i think i was a risk analyst and that didn't work out but i ended up working in congress and i love congress and i ended up going to the general assembly and I ended up getting the job i have now so you know looking in hindsight it is amazing but you know while you are still you know struggling like learn to keep the faith you know, faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Another thing I have is a prayer book. So last year, I think at the beginning of the year, I wrote down maybe 10 things I wanted God to do. You know, you pray about the thing, you leave the joint. And I think at the end of last year, I think it was December, th- I don't know, it was 30 or 31st, bear with me, I don't know my dates that well. But the last day of the year last year, I actually opened the book and I realized 9 out of the 10 things I wanted was done. And I realized, you know, some days I'll be taking this God for granted. Or I'm just like, ah, does God really hear my prayers? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? 
so on and so forth and then i realized that he actually does but god doesn't work on my time or on my own understanding he works on his and that's why coming to have faith really does come that's, really, that's why you need to have faith because it's not by really your power your works i don't believe it's by my intelligence i do know i'm a small person or charisma or whatever that's allowed me to succeed i believe i'll be able to find favor by god i you know i've had people the position i applied to i'm sure people with more qualifications of the master's degree or so on applied for it but you know it's by the grace of god and by finding favor with my employers that i where i am today so i think that's just really key so just to be able to pray and i do have you know and your prayer can also lead to testimonies you know we overcome we overcome by the blood of the lamb by the word of our testimony and i think it's very very key to be able to have a testimony for for other people who have been in your situation and just need some help like you know sometimes you're talking about oh, i want an a in this class and i'm a bible study and you know other people are praying and somebody's in test them like oh yeah i was filling this class at the beginning i didn't think i was going to make it but then you know i prayed i worked hard i did this went to office house and i'm able to succeed and sometimes i you know tapped into that testimony i was like half papa god oh please let me succeed to you know like you know i don't want to disappoint my parents and i want to do really well and there's so many classes i thought i was going to feel that unless they passed like there were times i was in college i was like man like father be my strength if my father could see my grades now this man might have a heart attack but i was able to get through it so i think it's just very key to just continue to remember that other people have been through your situation. If they made it, you can make it. And honestly, you should just try to find people, like-minded people, intelligent people, people you can trust that can help you out in the situation. Another thing is learn to be content even though you want more in life. I was speaking to my sister-in-law about this. I'm like, you know, God has done so much for me in the past year. So much has changed. So many things have happened. Like the fact that I'm even able to drive a car. Every time I drive past the bus I used to take to work, that'll take me like 30 minutes. I'll take an, I wouldn't show up on time in the afternoon. I'm just like, Papa God, I really thank you. But, you know, sometimes I also still want more. And, like, you know, you have to learn to be content at where you are now, but still ask for more. I still pray for more. And I think contentment is key. Life is not about the material things, not about the money. To me, my favorite thing about this life is the people in my life. You know, I like my PS4, I like my Switch, I like my big TV, all this other stuff. But I also really do enjoy the company of the people in life. So I think it's just very key to find what you really care about in life and just continue to you know focus on that no focus on the material things and that's why i'm not really a big fan of following celebrities on instagram or following all its influencers or so on and so forth who live certain types of life i'm like no you know i'm content with the life i have i want more you know i would like a bigger paycheck you know i would like to have more furniture or do so on and so forth but you know i'm very happy with the life i have now and the last and the most important thing is to stop comparing yourself you know i said comparison is a thief of joy you know don't compare yourself to your friend don't compare yourself to your family don't compare yourself you know as a the only person you should compare yourself to is yourself set goals i have a goal you know if my goal is oh i want to have saved 500 dollars or something you know by the end of the two three months set that goal doesn't matter if your friend has two grand sitting in their checking account and five grand in their savings no you know focus on that goal if your goal is i want to graduate from college and graduate at 3.0 and your friend has a 3.98 and you're feeling some type of way because you think you're stupid no you graduated from college and you've done something well so i just think it's very key to not compare yourself you know i think with instagram and all this other social media and twitter like you know at the end of the day nobody's going to tell you when they're struggling nobody's going to post hey i'm struggling today i mean most people don't post hey i'm struggling today 
here's my Instagram selfie of myself looking horrible. No, people are only going to post the good stuff. And there's nothing wrong in that. But I'm just saying, don't be comparing yourself to them. You know, your time will come in which you'll be the person to have your testimony. You'll be the person to encourage other people. You'll be the person to show the world that, oh yeah, this God is true. And that you know, my hard work really does pay off. But just have to be patient and just have to wait in time. So to wrap things up, you know, depression, anxiety, they're very thing the things that are very common in our society today. I think it's very important for people to realize they are not alone and they struggle and to find people they can really and to find ways, you know, from the ways I mentioned or through a Google search or through professional therapist, ways to be able to um, you know, counter this because I do believe it's possible for people to live a very happy life. But I live it but life has its ups and downs and when you're on these lows you know, when, you're, when you've hit these lows and life is just feeling difficult, don't forget who your God is and don't forget that you have people around you who can be able to help you to get to where you need to be. So, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you today. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be able to convene on this podcast. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the strength to be able to talk about my experience. It's very hard for me to say that at a point in time I was depressed, at a point in time I was unhappy, that I wasn't eating, that I wasn't sleeping properly, that I even questioned my life and I thought I would be useless. And six years from now, six years later, I look at life and see, Lord, that you have been amazing that you've been grateful that you've been continuously blessing me and now i can use my my testimony and my life as a way to be able to bless other people and i ask oh lord that you please just continue to give me the strength to be able to do this work and i pray a oh lot for the people on this podcast that whoever is having dealing with depression with anxiety whether in school in life with family with the relationships with us ask to be able to give them peace and be able to comfort them and be able to continue to guide them and take them to where they need to be father oh lord i just pray oh lord that those spirits of depression and anxiety shall be able to rule over somebody's life they'll be able to go to work or go to school that these things even though they may come they shall not be able to derail us from the path and the goal that you have for us in jesus name amen